reading from the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that, we, that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of my sisters and I recently had the rare occasion to listen to a sermon together. So I ask her that unfortunate question that you often ask one another. I said, so what did you think? Now you all know not to ask questions that you don't want the answer to, right? She said, it sounded like pretty much every other sermon I ever hear. Sermons are always, try a little harder, do a little better, yada, yada, yada. I didn't want to be defensive. Sometimes you can't help yourself. I said, you, you know that preaching is harder than it looks, right? We have this material that we have to work from. We... we have this Bible and what the Bible says of the things we're supposed to say. And so we end up saying frequently similar things. And besides, if you people would just get it right, <laughs> we could possibly move on to something more advanced. Uh, you asked, she said. I thought about my little outburst since then. There is a repetitive nature to preaching, and I was right, it has to do with the Scripture, particularly the Gospels. There are four of them, and there are a lot of things in common between the four of them, so we get to hear those things somewhat redundantly, even if they're from their own distinct perspective. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and in each of the Gospels there's some version of those Commandments. You know the commandments. They're printed on the back of the bulletin for you each week. You walk across them on the mats as you enter this facility. You 
have heard them spoken from this pulpit multiple times. You know the commandments, love God and love neighbor. In John's Gospel, after washing Jesus' feet, Jesus says to his disciples, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also must love one another. And then later in John, after telling the disciples that he's divine and we're to live in him so that we can bear much fruit, Jesus says again, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We could go on. So yes, there is repetition in sermons. Get over it. Jesus knew that saying it once would not suffice. We need reminders because loving God and loving neighbor isn't just how we feel about God and neighbor. It comes down to how we live, how we act. Love is action. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way, or as Jesus says it, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Love insists on Jesus' ways because Jesus' ways are born in love. Love that is action. Don't just say you love him. Live in ways that indicate you love Him. Do something. Yeah, but will you say that kind of thing all the time? And I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do. What action I should take. Well, the truth is, I'm not exactly sure either. But I know this. Jesus has high expectations for you. And I don't mean that to sound oppressive. I mean that as the compliment that it is. Jesus sees you and knows you and has high expectations for what you can do. For how you can serve far more impressive things than what you give yourself credit for. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Which, if it wasn't coming from Jesus, would sure sound like blasphemy to us. How in the world can anyone do greater works than did Jesus? I'm glad you asked. Jesus' first explanation is that he is going on to be with the Father, that he's not going to be here physically present the way he was, which means he is away and we remain. We're present. And so your co-worker and your neighbor and your family and your enemy, well, they get to see you before they see Jesus. You're an emissary, a representative of your Lord, and they have to come to terms with you before they can come to terms with your Lord. They have to deal with you. And so your life, your presence, is part of how you do greater things. But there's another 
key part to this, a part that we often overlook, and another element that has to be very much wrapped up in all of this or it will never work the way Jesus expected it to, that there's this Holy Spirit that has to be part of this whole thing. Jesus put a conjunction in with his offer to us. The weight is not just on us. He put a conjunction in there. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and... I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to be with you forever. He will give you another advocate. Another advocate. Jesus has been our advocate. Jesus remains our advocate. But He's sending another advocate. There's actually a better word to describe what's going on here than advocate. It's it's paraclete, and since we don't speak Greek very often, we don't use that word. But, But the role is more than just advocating. The paraclete's role is multifunctional. He advocates for us. He defends us. But but he also comforts us. And he counsels us. Which is why Jesus is able to conclude his explanation by saying, I will send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. We can't be faithful on our own. You know that. You know we can't do all that we would do for God on our own. And and that's why you marvel, you scoff, And Jesus saying, you will do greater things than he. You know you. I know you. I know me. I know what we're capable of, and I don't just mean in the good way. We've got some serious stuff going on. We're self-conscious. We're insecure. We're self-absorbed. We're selfish, we're fearful, we're resentful. We think that no one works as hard as we do or deserves as much as we do. And we'll never get all that we deserve in the good way. And we know we don't want to get all we deserve in the bad way. But hey, at least we're not as bad as that guy. Look, we're here on Memorial Day. The unofficial start of summer for most of the country and six weeks after the unofficial start of summer for Florence. That should count for something. It's complicated, isn't it? We try to love God. We try to love neighbor. We do better some days than others. We can't possibly do greater works than did Jesus, but it's nice of him to say. And we're right. We can't. But if we can move even slightly out of our own self-preoccupation and see what Jesus is really promising, then we can be part of something truly amazing. Jesus came out of a tradition that wasn't individualized. In the Old Testament, particularly the prophets and the Psalms, when you read eyes, you should really be reading Israel. The idea is that they're a collective entity. They, a group of people, followers of God, that they together become so much one that you can use the pronoun I in place of the plural. 
They are I. So you're right. No individual is going to do greater works than Jesus did. But however many billion Christians have been around since Jesus' time, when you put their ministries together into some collective aggregate form, you get some sense of of the greatness, at least in terms of quantity, that Jesus' followers have done. In that sense, we've done even greater works than he. But it's certainly not because we are better than he. Whatever works we've done that have been faithful have been faithful because the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, has been among us, pushing us to do the things that God would have us do. That The Holy Spirit has been activating in us things we could not do on our own. The Holy Spirit has been reminding us and teaching us of that which Jesus wants us to know. And we need to be taught because Jesus didn't address everything we face. Our world is vastly different than Palestine 30 A.D. Jesus' teachings apply, but they do not cover everything that we encounter. He said if we love him, we will keep his commandments. And so we have to begin to ask, how do his commandments, how do you love God and love neighbor in this place and time in which we live? We have to ask, how do you love your neighbor now who's in Syria? How do we love our neighbors now who are in the Ukraine or Thailand or Nigeria? How would Jesus have us practice modern medicine? What about the billing? What about stem cells? Can we use them? Which type? For what purpose? How much vacation is too much vacation? Is there such a thing? How much work is too much work? We know there's such a thing. What meetings can we skip for the sake of our family? And what family time do we need to forsake for the sake of the community? At what point are our barns, our accounts, our investments sufficient? And to put even a little bit more in there is to be unfaithful. Will we ever have given or served enough? I could go on and on and we could toss scriptures back and forth for years and we wouldn't exactly necessarily come to the one right answer to any of those questions. But because we love Jesus and we want to keep his commandments, we have to keep asking them and wrestling with them and struggling over these things and And so we wonder, what do we do? And I think what Jesus is saying to us is we have this counselor, this advocate, the paraclete, who we turn to and we say, guide us. Now you all need to know, I hope you know, it's on our emblem, this flame that represents Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is not just a part of God that we celebrate once a year because we're told to. The Holy Spirit is active and among us every day of our lives. And we should be turning to this Holy Spirit to help us figure out how it is we love Jesus by keeping his commandments now. And today we turn to him for instruction. And this is key. I I, I do mean we. 
We won't come to consensus for every one of those questions I've posed or the many others that we can easily raise among us. But, but I think that each of us individually gets to come to our own independent understanding is both foolish and unfaithful. There's great wisdom in the gathered community. We need the experience of those who have tried and learned. We need the exuberance of those who are newly engaged in God. We need the devotion of childlike faith. We need one another to hear from the Holy Spirit the best that we can, so we can serve the best that we can, so we can love God and neighbor the best that we can. That's what the Holy Spirit does among us. And when we are engaged with the Holy Spirit, we can begin to live more boldly from, for God. We'll start letting go of the fear of doing something wrong and begin to do the things that need to be done despite our fear. We'll start to trust that the Holy Spirit will lead us there. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Or at least be faithful enough to try. Thank God for the Holy Spirit's help in that. I mean it. Let's thank God for the Spirit's help.